Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace, Embrace you, you First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. All right, so excited today because we have an awesome guest. So, so honored to have Christine from Conscious Cooking with us. So, hi, Christine. Hi, nice to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm, we're like so thrilled. And um, before we get into the meat of our topic, which is about conscious cooking and conscious eating and all that, let's talk about uh, your background, how you got into conscious cooking. And, you know, were you always conscious? Like, were you born this way? <laughs> no, definitely no. not. Definitely not conscious all the way through. Um, I think basically it started when I had kids about 19 years ago. Um, so, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm doing that Pause. shock face. <laughs> face because I actually have had yeah. the privilege of knowing Christine for actually three decades oh, now wow. we're really aging ourselves oh. exactly we were like two we were like two years old right <laughs> like two years old just saying <laughs> but wow okay when, when my daughter was born you know when she started eating solids you know i really really wanted to make sure that everything that she was eating was actually good for her you know um it just about organic foods, about, you know, getting the right nutrition. Uh, she never had any jarred baby food. I made everything from scratch because, you know, it's about real food. Like if I wouldn't eat it, like I wouldn't be feeding it to my baby, you know? Absolutely. So, so that's how it started. Um, you know, I've always kind of dabbled in cooking, um, but that, that really was the start of this journey. And then, you know, as my kids, my, my daughter and my son grew older, you know, all the other moms would be like, oh my God, your child eats so well, you know, what do you do? And I was like, you know, basically I just make things from scratch, you know, like at that point I was making, you know, I was making meat, like, like chicken nuggets from scratch. Uh -huh. rather than processed packaged stuff you know even if it's organic even if it's non-gmo it's still processed you know so i like took to unprocessing my food and you know and developed a recipe blog you know just to share with like you know my, my mom friends and stuff um and from there you know as i was sharing recipes I wanted to make sure that what I was sharing was healthy. So I went to, I took a year long course, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And so from, from that course, I learned that food can not only nourish you, but it can also harm you. So there are some foods that mm. you eat it and you feel uncomfortable, you know, like food intolerances and things like that. And then I, you know, I also learned about like, you know, the harm that like the meat industry is doing to 
the planet, um, you know, and so so that's when I started my plant journey, um, and and you know, with conscious cooking and my Instagram platform, I've always focused on vegetables because I think that you know people don't. I, I mean, I don't really eat meat anymore, but my family still does. But I think that people need more inspiration for vegetables, like you know what Absolutely. to do with the you know what to do with the carrot, you know, other than just like eating it with hummus, you know, or right, right, yeah. So it's it's just it's it, you know, vegetables are great they're they're totally inspiring so so I love how you just you know I, I just want to get in here because you said your family still eats meat right so you know some people I know you know just being in practice they'll say oh my goodness like I can't fathom cooking two different things or three different mm -hmm. meals so like how do you get around that well what I do is okay like Take Thanksgiving, for instance. I mean, I don't know if Canadian Thanksgiving is the same as American Thanksgiving, but you have like one meat dish and you have tons of sides, you know, you have lots mm. of sides. So there's something yes. for everyone. And personally, like I've always loved the sides for Thanksgiving more than, you know, <laughs> more yeah, than turkey. Absolutely. So, so that part, you know, that's kind of what I do, but on a mini scale, you know, like I just make sure that there's like, you know, three different kinds of vegetables or, you know, and obviously the the starch and, and stuff. But it's really not, you know, taking away the focus from the meat, you know, being the main dish to having like all these other things that will actually, you know, nourish and, you know, give you all the nutrients, you know, a variety mm -hmm. of nutrients that you need. So how strict, sorry, are you going to ask? Yeah, that? I was just going to say, and can I mention how awesome your blog is and how beautiful the food that you uh, prepare comes across on the blog. And I think part of the issue that I see in practice is that patients have a hard time kind of adding vegetables to their diet because they feel like it's boring and plain. And I mean, it's so attractive when I see what you prepare. And so I feel like that's a big part of it is just finding ways to make vegetables tastier or just having the color variety of the food. So what are, what are some of the, um, Kind of like how did you get your children for example i guess introducing it at a young age was helpful are there any tips that you would provide parents as to how to get them to eat their children to eat vegetables is is one of it just making vegetables look prettier or <laughs> well i think that you know i think it's not about beauty at that age but i think that yeah. Um, I think that <laughs> attractive it's, I think it's flavor you know I think it's yes it's because true. it's hard to compete you know it's hard mm -hmm. to compete if, if the kids are used to having snacks or you know you've got the with meat you've got the fat you know and there's, there's that whole like thing that goes on when you eat that you know that that veggies can't compete with but if yeah. you Spices, and if you use, you know, if you kind of integrate it into meals, like into a mac and cheese, like it's no big deal. You know, there is, there's actually a cookbook uh, for kids, and it's called The Sneaky Chef or something like that. And yes. she sneaks that. Jessica, I think. Is yeah, so she sneaks veggies mm -hmm. into things, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, like same colored veggies, like cauliflower. You would do like a cauliflower mm -hmm. puree, and you would add that to your, uh, you know, mac and cheese or you right. might add it, you know, to a fried rice or, or something mm -hmm. so that you, so that kids who like, you know, those those kids who are have mindsets of eating only white colored foods, you know, they're gonna get that nutrient, you know, so they're not just eating like white bread the whole time. Yeah. I've read that 
we're kind of wired innately as children to see green as poison, almost like it's like a, something that if you eat it, you know, that, that's why we have to model um, eating green vegetables, because if you eat it as a child, you, you're going to get poisoned or something. So that's part of the reason why children were kind of innately picky. Yeah. So it's, it's oh, one of those things. That. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the visual, the taste, and then, um, yeah, I only bring it up because I have one uh, very picky eater and a lot of patients, I feel it's a hard thing to kind of shift their, their mindset to make sure that um, we just kind of introduce the variety and then don't settle and let our children give in and, or let us give in to our children, I should say, to just eat the breads and the pastas, like you said. Yeah, right. just kind of plain. Mm -hmm. So we have a little rule, right? I don't know if you did or if you did this when your kids were younger, but we'll always say, you know, try one thing new. Yes. Right? And it's okay if you don't like it, but if you even just take one bite, that's okay, that's great. And please try to swallow it. You know, when she was very young, she would just spit it up. Yeah. Right? But now at least she'll like swallow it and yes. try it. Yeah. Because over time, hopefully, then they'll become something new. Right? And, yes, and the spit rule. The spit rule. Try it. And if it doesn't taste good, you can spit it out. Oh, no, I don't let her spit it out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> really yeah. And did you do anything like that? Uh, yeah, they, they, yes, I, they still have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it doesn't stop. Okay, there's do all right. There's definitely some veggies that that my kids still don't like, like eggplant and stuff. But that's mm. you know, it's fine. You know, we make up with it. You know. Yes. Anywhere. Sure. Sure. And lots of adults don't like it. Right. Let's <laughs> be real. Like you know, when you're talking about the greens, like I always try to make sure we have greens because I think that green is like one of the most important veggie colors. Mm -hmm. 100%. The most important yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. But we always mm -hmm. try to have greens, and so now like my daughter is pretty much conditioned to you know add kale to anything that she makes. Oh, you know? So so it's good. You know, like to one of that's fine. At least she's like do you know doing that, which is great. You know, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We make the soups and stews, and I find and that they'll hide eat. It in there. Yeah. Not even hide it now. They'll just like slurp up the kale and the mushrooms, and, and yeah. I found chopping all the vegetables with them and getting them involved really helps because then they weren't as afraid. Exactly. But, right. Yeah. 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 Involved, yeah. Like if you even have a garden or like you know you're growing something, thing mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, kids, kids. But it's pretty magical to see how it grows, and you yeah. go, oh wow, you know, I, I. I did this, you know, yes. even cooking, you know, like I, I, I made this. So you, you take pride in it. And then, you know, that, that also helps encourage like healthy eating habits. So yeah. I'm just going to back up and, you know, look at working women that are saying, gosh, I don't have enough time. So whether if it's, you know, you may not even have children and it can be still overwhelming. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, when you're saying this, it's freaking me out because how the heck do I have time to make my homemade nuggets or, you know, whatever it is, right? So, you know, what do you say to that? Like, how do you get people to eat healthier when they're in that predicament of, I don't have enough time? Well, I mean, there's a lot of, you, you do meal prep. Um, you know, like you could take a couple hours during your weekend and you prepare stuff. I mean, I've always like similar to the way that I prepared my baby food is I just kind of prepare single ingredients. So I mix and match, you know, for a meal. So it doesn't, you know, you're not making, or you can make a big batch. Like you can make a huge batch of stew or a huge batch of spaghetti sauce or whatever. Um, but I would make like, uh, you know, some, some rice in advance or like cut up my veggies or just so that it just like any extra steps that you can take when you do have the time makes weekend cooking a lot easier. 
I mean, mm-hmm. we can Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. And now, you know, people are more home. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's as much of an excuse if, you know, you could cook your rice while you're, you know, taking a call. <laughs> I've been finding that I've been food prepping in the mornings kind of making a meal while getting the breakfast ready. Oh, right, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I always find that starches are the, always the hardest to prep, especially if you're cooking whole grains, brown rice and quinoa, uh, versus more the, the simple carbs like pasta, which can be kind of done on the fly. So I feel like that's one way. Meaning? Always, like the starch the timing, is taking, yeah, yeah, they take yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. I like that you suggest doing your rice and quinoa and having a big batch of that in the fridge on the go just makes it so much more simple. And then for sure the vegetables, just chopping them all and prepping them on the weekends because they can last longer and water in the fridge for sure. Or have your frozen too, right? So I, I want to go back to like your Thanksgiving dinner, right? Yeah. Because you're saying you'll um, dine more on the veggies and the side dishes and I'm totally that person. So you're, it's Thanksgiving, it's a special holiday. So. Are you a purist, or do you then also have some Thanksgiving turkey? Oh, me? Per- no. Yes. I don't have the turkey. I won't no. have I'm not a fan of the turkey. But you know, I am not a purist because I'm like, uh, because I think there's some things that, as a cook, I like to try so that I can veganize it or, you know, make it. So so sometimes I will try any dishes, but I won't, I won't have like a giant steak, like that, that, like I cannot, you know, and when my family cooks bacon at home, it makes me like, it makes me sick. (laughs) I have to leave the room. Um, Well, yeah, it's so fragrant. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, I remember the scalloped sweet potatoes and casseroles that my mom used to make because we were vegan and vegetarian until 26. Um, how old, or not how old, maybe we wouldn't want to talk age, um, although you're so youthful, honestly, what, what you're doing is clearly working, all your healthy foods. Um, so when did you decide you were going to be vegan and did you involve um, your children in it at any point or did you just introduce more vegetables with them? I know you had mentioned earlier that they are um, eating, someone's eating meat in your family. Is that the children? Is that everybody? That's everybody. Everyone's eating. <laughs> okay. I'm, not, I'm the only one who's not. You know. Okay. Okay. I don't eat meat at home. Um, okay. So it's I, uh, and it's been I guess it's been like maybe four or five years. Okay. Amazing. Um, that, I, that I started this journey. You know, I just feel better. I feel more vibrant. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not bored. Like I don't eat just salads because that's kind of the perception of what vegans eat is just salads and smoothies, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I don't eat just that, you know, oftentimes it's a curry, you know, like, and, yes. you know, and, and when I first started, yes, I was very like gung ho and, and, you know, I did a lot of gluten-free vegan baking. Um, you know, my kids were like, Oh, what's this? You know, but then over time they, they, they actually, felt better like they didn't i didn't tell them what half the times it's better not to tell them what's in it so so, they they actually i could just see from their actions that it suited their bodies more you know and i didn't say Mm -hmm. anything but i was like yes because because I could tell the difference, you know, and so mm-hmm. I tried that, but you know, now they're older, I can't really pull those things that much anymore. <laughs> right. But, 
but I try, you know, like, you know, there are still some, some favorites that like during my like whole testing period and, you know, mm -hmm. trying to get them to not necessarily eat the way that I eat, but just to like, make healthier choices. Sure. So then in your household, you're cooking. So, you know, again, aside from the Thanksgiving dinner, like on the day to day cooking. So are you cooking and prepping meat for them? Or is that your husband's job? It's like, if you guys want meat, Duncan's in charge of that, right? Or, or are you cooking both? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> like he takes care of the meat. Um, you know, he likes to grill a lot, so he, he takes care of the meat. But uh, like, sometimes I will make a curry or sometimes, you know, a birthday dinner, you know, whatever, I will cook, I will cook meat. You know, if I have to. I mean, my my grandmother was a devout Buddhist, but she would still prepare. Like, mm. always made chicken curry. Yes. Always. Yes. And, I, yes. and I was like, how can you do that? But then mm. it's, it is what it is. You know, you cook because you, you, want, to, you want to nourish and you want to share. So mm -hmm. it's not what I would eat, but it's not, you know, it, it's fine. And you're the author of two books. I guess the one that you have is All Vegan, and I love that green curry recipe. I don't know if it's in that book, but it looks delicious. And tell us more about that. Tell Do you have the copy book. of your book to show us? The plant of Yes, the plant of plate. Yes, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. So gorgeous. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is a book. It came out last February, and um, it has recipes. It's all mix and match recipes. Um, so, like similar to a, like, if you want to make a smoothie, you know, you can. If you don't like strawberries, you can replace it with blueberries or cherries or something. You know, so it's all about mixing match, mix and match. And so it applies to. Um, take the fear out of cooking because I know that sometimes people are very hesitant to cook when they are missing an ingredient, you know, but yes, mm -hmm. so true. Get it, you know, or, or if it's like, you know, I mean, for me, if I look at a recipe that has like more than 20 ingredients, I'm like, okay, bye, you know, <laughs> I, or I look at it, I like check off which ones I don't necessarily need, you know, because it's, you know, I'm not cooking for a restaurant, I'm cooking for my family, I'm cooking just to like get something on the table, you know, mm -hmm. um, and so the, the recipes in this book are really about flexibility, it's about, you know, celebrating plants, you know, vegetables, fruit, local produce. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but all of the rest, all of the ingredients in this book are free from plastic packaging. So oh, yes, I do know about that, which is so awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. So that's the whole other podcast that we're going to talk about next time, right? Mm -hmm. so, so important. The, the plastic, uh, because I host uh, like monthly dumpling workshops, and I always integrate some of these ideas. You know how to repurpose your food scraps. Um, actually, your brother took one of my my in person. Oh. Um, and so actually when you do, so if you're preparing your, on your weekend uh, meal prep, if you're like peeling carrots, which you don't necessarily need to peel, you should just scrub them because there's a yes. lot of mm. If you should peel your carrots or peel your potatoes or, peel, you know, like you have those hard, uh, the woody parts of asparagus or like mushroom stems, all those things, you save it in a bag in your freezer and then it like and then you when you accumulate two bags full you uh use it for a soup stock and you make your own like veggie broth which is great so your brother was like okay mine mine this is mine this is my story nice. i love it yes it's so much like him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay you know what we didn't say um 
for those who are new and watching this for the first time, Christine's from New York, right? Mm. And so you can, I, I guess there must be farmer's markets available there and so you can buy things locally, right? Fresh, but then, local, so what organic. do you do in the winter time then? They're still you know, They're year round. Okay. You there's a year round farmer's market. Um, right. And so I, you know, I go up there. You can be a winter warrior and go up there, and and you know, so much respect for the farmers who come out. You know, when it's like a blizzard outside, but they're still. Oh wow! Wow! So you literally drive to the actual farms? Is that what you're telling me? Us? No, 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 no. There's a farmers. The actual mar farmers market is still Got open it. in the winter. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought you're like driving to these farms. <laughs> You had a visual, <laughs> but even that going like having a farmers market will open in the winter time. That's, yeah, that's amazing. It is. I love the city. It's really. It's mm -hmm. really that would be magical. Very. There's mm -hmm. definitely less stalls in the in the winter time. Of course. Farms there, but but they're still there. Wow. Nice for the you know the people buying and going and getting the vegetables. And I guess what vegetables would you get in the winter time? A lot of root vegetables. Mm -hmm. Right, and kale up to a certain point, probably. And squashes. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to a grocery store, story, would you say that you recommend everybody shop their perimeter, and that's another way to avoid the plastics? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there are some. Sorry, there are some supermarkets who they they package everything in uh, plastic. Mm. And, you know, for me, it just it seems kind of counterintuitive for like. Um, organic produce to be packaged in plastic because mm. the whole process of growing this organic vegetable is to be free of chemicals and everything mm -hmm. else. and they pack it in plastic which mm -hmm. yeah chemicals you know which you hear yeah. like, oh, I don't you know it makes no sense to me yeah that's no, right. true. It's just more because even to buy local even if you have the choice between local and organic packaged you probably go for the local non-organic yes. just for that reason yes, I would imagine, of course. Right? yeah it's, well, it, it, well consumers get really confused about that like organic, yes you know certified organic because but it costs money to be certified organic mm -hmm. so it's way better to buy from a local farmer who cannot afford to get certified organic anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right yeah so you know we're in the times of pandemic and in truth there's just challenging times in our lives that sometimes makes it more or less feasible uh, or has our mood be affected where we just like gonna go grab something easy mm -hmm. like chips or whatever like do you ever get that do you ever succumb to that <laughs> <laughs> yes of course of course right yeah well no i don't you know what Christine? Yeah, i'm not gonna true. say that's of course yeah, i'm not gonna should. say of course true. because here's the thing mm -hmm. you are a public figure mm -hmm. and you post all these beautiful mm -hmm. foods and sometimes people watching will say, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I can be like her because she's like so perfect. Yeah, people think that's... Right? Like that's, that's, that can be an illusion. Mm -hmm. And so I love it that you're saying, of course, because that just tells everybody, uh, hello, I'm human. He's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's happening then, because we are in the times of pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, like, you know, and you asked me before regarding uh, Instagram and posting, maybe that was pre-recording, pre but um, we, like, I, I haven't been cooking as much because I'm not inspired to cook and share. Like, I, I feel like with so much going on in the world right now, 
there's other topics that are more important. I mean, here in the U.S., we need to vote. We need to like, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. get COVID under control. We need to get mm -hmm. this whole like, you know, the the equality and the Black Lives Matter. You know, like there's mm -hmm. so many issues that I feel like sharing a recipe is the last thing on people's minds. Um, so I haven't been doing that, you know, for mm -hmm. one. And then, you know, internally, like, you know, just I've, you know, I've been I've been reaching for comfort foods. You know, I've been eating a lot of noodles. I, I, I you know, have the occasional pack of potato chips, you know, because not that I can even eat potato chips because I'm actually intolerant to potato. <gasps> Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, but but I did that for a year and ate whey protein and was intolerant to it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just reach for the one thing you yeah. really want. <laughs> yeah, the subconscious associations are very strong, right? Yeah. And so in Chinese medicine, we always talk about you know when we fill our hearts and souls and we have to look at both pieces so mm -hmm. it's not just the physical food the sustenance but also you know how is it feeding our soul and emotions mm -hmm. right so you're reaching for comfort to fill your emotions the void that is there is so greatly for like globally in mm -hmm. fact right so there's nothing wrong in it did you feel guilty reaching for them no not at all no good <laughs> perfect <laughs> well i have my greens still at dinner time yes Yes, you still do the 80-20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you yeah. know, the percentage, then then there's no reason to feel guilt, you know, because mm -hmm. it's not it's not about punishment. It's, it's about mm -hmm. doing that for your body. Totally. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and I think the other point to add to that is you already have an awesome baseline. So, you know what? Having it here and there, it's not going to have any negative consequence, mm -hmm. right? Really. Your cells are still beautiful and juicy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. The juicy. <laughs> we like juicy cells around here. There are actually, there are vegan police. There are people who, who get, you know, really offended if you, you even mention anything about meat. You know, those are the very strict vegans. Right. Uh, yeah, mm. and they'll call you out. And, and it's... Mm. it's I think that's extremist, and I don't mm. think it's necessary to call people out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, obviously, I have friends, I have family who eat meat. You know, I'm not going to, like, mm -hmm. own them. Abandon them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, no. That's it's actually, it's actually an interesting topic because when growing up, as I was saying, I was a vegan and vegetarian and I would have people making fun of me saying, oh, there's meat in that chocolate brownie you're eating, Tanya, and just to try to, you know, why aren't you eating the meat and just silly things all the time. Um, and, and I think that it's, you know, although you, you eat vegan foods and you are strictly vegan, I think it's okay just to have to not even label in some cases and just say, I eat a lot of vegan meals and sometimes I eat meat. And so, so I mean, it, it obviously there's a there's an ethical reason behind your why, which I love too. I, and, and I think, but it's okay to have the balance, you know, in, in some cases, and especially in a family situation where you're not, you know, you're not everybody is, is vegan. And I don't think anybody, yeah, needs to call anybody out. I think it's just finding, your why for what you're doing and then just shining your light continue to do what you stand behind for your purpose and then everybody will follow suit you know well and everyone's an individual and, and you know yeah. you're speaking to this already it's like there's just so much disharmony in this world and it's like mm -hmm. so why are we judging others mm -hmm. it's not about discriminating mm -hmm. and and you know what if you're an extremist and, and if it works for you then let's just leave it at that yeah right? but we're not 
about that. So, mm-hmm. and this is not right. the the people that will view this, mm-hmm. right? In mm-hmm. general, so mm-hmm. we're talking to the people that may struggle. Like they want to be more plant based, yeah. and yet they struggle. And it's like let's have some support around it. And you know what else can we do? So you know, it, so then this is a question for you. So if a person mm-hmm. is struggling, mm-hmm. like. What is the one advice you would give them in terms of eating more plant-based foods? Mm-hmm. I think the thing is is to when you're sh- it starts when you're shopping you you shop for a rainbow of produce you know and then you figure out ways to make it and integrate it into your meals you know so if you you get like a red pepper or you get carrots and you get like a I don't know, a, a, a summer squash and, and some leafy greens, you know, so those things that you can just kind of, you, you learn how to integrate them into any kind of meal that you're having. Um, and, and you start with something like a stir fry, you know, that's, that's like easy, you know, you, you fry mm-hmm. it up with like lots of aromatics, um, you know, make it flavorful with like garlic, onion, uh, ginger maybe, and some spices. And so that that's like the the basics, you know, that that you can start building upon, you know, and just kind of accepting accepting, uh, you know, the integration of re- more vegetables into your diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that, and mm-hmm. you know, that allows people to explore other things. We may be, which may be uncomfortable. So here's the thing, guys: if you're wanting to shift and you have that conscientious effort for conscious cooking, then, you know, you really do need to understand why you want to do it and then actually say to yourself, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm going to be comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that's what it is. Like, you know, we're always used to a certain way of being or way of doing things in life. Mm -hmm. And so if you want that transformation, it's little things over time that, and that consistency that can make that difference. So if it's just picking up that one thing that you have never eaten before in your life and it's a different color, awesome, just try it out, right? Mm -hmm. And I loved how you said it, Christine, in terms of buying different things, because then you can kind of like hide certain ones that are new, right? With the ones that you would know. Yeah, and also it's about mindset, because I think that a lot of times that people's perception about eating just solely plant-based is that they're gonna be hungry. you know, and that, and that, oh, this is just, this is rabbit food. This is, you know, I, I'm, I, I can't, I'm, I'm going to be hungry, like, you know, in an hour. But mm-hmm. actually, the reality is that because there's so much fiber, like natural fiber in, like, plant food, like, you know, if you're eating a piece of kale, it takes you a long time to chew it, right? Because of all the fibers. So it's the same in your body is that it takes a long time, longer time to digest, um, you know, with, rather than having, you know, those empty carbs or, or, you know, like the, like bread or pasta, like filling yourself up with that. Yes, you are hungry like an hour later because it's literally all sugars, you know. And yes. So, so like, you know, it's a mindset, you know, that, that they have, that people would have to get over that, you know, I'm going to be hungry an hour later because the reality is that you're not, you know, it, you're going to be much more nourished, much more, there's no spikes, you know, there's, it, it's, it's a much, it's a much easier way of eating for your, your system as well. Love it. Mm-hmm. So on that note, let's, uh, could you share with us, you know, your top recipe or two 
and then I, I imagine it'll be in the book so you know for those yeah. again maybe just lift it up so people can see the book again and then we'll have it in our show notes so then we'll share that and your so we'll share your website and your book how to get it and mm -hmm. books we'll share both books mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll discuss that in our next podcast <laughs> mm -hmm. so this is this is kimchi um, yeah, so I, I think that a lot of people, what are people are missing in their diets is fermented foods. Absolutely. So kimchi and, and also I have the recipe for pickles because you can pickle anything. You can like, kimchi is just really pickles with like, yes. and, and, uh, and uh, garlic. But like, so pickles, you know, like the, having these things, one, you're like, you, you can preserve the produce of the summertime, you know, like, and, and just have it. But also like pickles are all, you know, just the fermented part of it. It really helps your digestive tract. Um, and it's super easy. Like these are super, like mm -hmm. all my pickles are meant to be easy so that you just literally put vinegar with a little bit of water and salt and sugar, and then you just pour it into the jar with whatever vegetables that you have chopped up, you know, and that's that's really how you make pickles. And then how long are you putting it before you eat it? How long do you let it sit before you eat it? I mean, these are refrigerator pickles, so I mean, you could, I mean, you need to let it sit at least a day for it to really kind of like... But not long then, really, that mm. you can start eating it. Gets it. Better, you know, it gets better over time. Of course. And that helps to set up your microbiome, all the yes. good bacteria in your gut. Yeah. <laughs> Love so it. Love it. And then, like I said before, it's just like having, uh, making it colorful, making it. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Curry. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm just really, um, we have a podcast that people are just listening, so I can't describe it, but it looks freaking beautiful, beautiful. like yeah. so colorful so. Um, and you know you can see how fresh the ingredients are so just totally go check it out because we can't describe it we can't, it won't do it justice right so and if you're actually listening to this podcast perhaps you can go back and you can watch it as the YouTube video through mm -hmm. embrace you first mm -hmm. so before we end off this interview uh, with conscious cooking tell us what filled your cup today or what normally fills your cup or you know you, you, you could just it's either today yesterday whatever <laughs> little things that bring you joy on a day-to-day -day basis or something you're looking forward to we talked about the little cup well what filled my cup and <laughs> what's currently filling my cup right now I'm I, I'm doing a bit of self-care as I spoke mm. to you yesterday and nice. I'm, I'm I'm cat sitting for my sister but I I'm in her house and I'm taking time for myself, you know, like to do work and to do just without distraction. You know, I love my family, but I just, you know, some, it, with COVID, we've been kind of in the same space. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a big space, but we've been in the same space. So it's, yeah. it's a little break and, you know, just mm -hmm. kind of reset. Love it. Self-care. Mm -hmm. Hands down. Yeah, yes. for sure. Thank you so much. So if you like this, episode please subscribe and that's below and just thumbs up and like us okay and share with everybody you know awesome thank you thank you thank you for joining us click subscribe like and share please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover until next time ask yourself how are you going to embrace you first today for more podcasts check out embraceyoufirst.com and follow us on instagram facebook and youtube